Hello, and thank you for joining us for another episode of Teacher Needs a Drink Podcast. I am Elvis, your host, and I'm here to let you know that this is a not-safe-for-work podcast. We are teachers at the end of the week, and really the end of our ropes, and we'd like to be able to talk honestly and openly about education without having to worry about losing our jobs. So we'll be using pseudonyms throughout the podcast, hence the Elvis. I'd like to start by thanking our sponsor at Lud Lamb Dramatics. If you are a theater teacher or no one in your building, you should go to Lud Lamb Dramatics. They have so many classroom posters and theater resources that don't exist anywhere else. There is jack shit for teachers in the theater, and the, there is jack shit for theater teachers in the educational stores. So go to ludlamdramatics.com and get everything you could possibly want. Well, you know, not everything. Mostly just, you know, stuff for the classroom. But hey, enjoy it. I'd also like to tell you guys, if you have something you'd like to share with us here at the podcast, go ahead and send us a message to the contact page of our website, teacherneedsadrinkpodcast.com. I'd love to hear from you and possibly read your message on the podcast. Last but not least, I want to thank all of our sponsors at Patreon. That's right, we have a Patreon. For as little as $5-10 a month, you can get access to all kinds of bonus episodes, lost episodes, interviews with the hosts, all kinds of exclusive content. Also, we have an amazing Facebook page that you can, you know, chat with other like-minded teachers, you know, liberal hippie people, kind of like us. And it's just great. There are teachers from across the nation in there, and we bond and chatting. There's about 70 of us in the Facebook group. It's wonderful. So join the Patreon and do it now. All right. Oh, wait, shit. I forgot to say their names. Here we go. Here are the patrons. Mistress Mischief, Natasha S., Misanthropy, Princess Buttercup, Dragon Lady, Sunny L., Kel C., Nicole B., Shannon E., Helena C., Aaron B., Stephanie S., Maggie M., Texas Teacher Kristen, Miss Sunshine, Hattie F., James Nally J., Jody D., Samantha D., Lisa C., Rachel, Jin Genie, Exhausted Band Director, Kimberly K., Kim K., Jessica A., Swiffle Ev Owners, Amanda F., Ariana L., Physics Runner, Steph, Science Teach 17, Michael M., William P., Aldrich T., La Scorpionita, Britt M., Royan Swine, Noel R., Teresa H., Biker Teach, Marsha M., Christina B., Kristen B., Jason F., Amber H., Abby B., Sarah B., Regina M., Josie S., Sam B., Lucy P., Mary E., Jamie B., Red Violin, Kristen W., Vanessa J., Mary C., RJR, Kristen C., Johanna H., Space Panties, Irma A., Nimi, Melissa M., and Sarah N. Big thank you to all of those people for supporting us. All right, my friends, we're back to normal. We just did two special podcasts in a row. We had a teacher's guide to, oh, I was about to say marijuana. We did that one, too. We had a teacher's guide to mental health. We had a teacher's guide to uh, depression and teaching. We had a teacher's guide to the abuse of relationship. Or what was it? A teacher's guide to false guilt in the school system. We had a teacher's guide to marijuana. We had a teacher's guide to ADHD. And then we just had a teacher's guide to reproductive rights. That was really amazing. There were some sound quality issues on that one that couldn't be helped. But guys, go back and listen to it and enjoy that we're here at episode 144. We've been doing this for a while now. And we're going to keep going. So, my friends, thank you for supporting us. Thank you for listening. Join the Patreon. You know, send us a message to the contact page at teacherneedsdrinkpodcast.com. And, you know, take care of yourselves. Love, kisses, enjoy the episode. Episode 144. Funny, your time chanting balls is over for now. Can I do it one more just for old time's sake? <laughs> Go for it. Balls, 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 And welcome to Teacher Needs a Drink Podcast. I am Elvis, your host, and today I am joined by four lovely hosts. I'd like to welcome Miss Mama Chicken. 
Hi, friends. And also with me today, Count Chocolate. Chocolate says I love you so much better than words. <laughs> it does. Also, Mr. Wayne Kirk. I decline to answer that question under advice of my attorney. <laughs> and last but certainly not least, Miss Bunny O'Hare. Hey, Elvis. Hey, folks. I am so glad you guys are here. It is the middle of summer. And with the middle of summer, there's kind of the, like, I need to start doing stuff. But I've been traveling nonstop. I've been visiting Space Panty. She's been here. I've been doing family trips. I've been doing work sporadically. And so I've kind of went with my whole, I'm not going to do a damn thing. And now it's, like, been a month. I'm like, oh, i got to do some damn things now. Uh, it, damn things need to happen. And so I'm kind of half-assed doing them. But, like, I like the podcast because it's a fun distraction from that until I start looking at the news. Because I'm, I'm not ready to go back to work, but I kind of want the money that comes with working. It's, it's just such a pain in the ass. But one of the things that hit me is, like, since I've been traveling so much, I haven't been home. And then I went. I'm home now, and I went to the store, and I went to Target, and all of the horrible, awful back-to-school displays are up. Like, if they weren't up Jan- July 1st, I'm sure they were up the last week of June, but they used to cause me serious dread. Like, there was serious, serious, like, funk that would go up. I would refuse to go to the store when I was working in public schools. And then once I quit and started my new thing and got a new kind of educational job, I didn't mind it so much. But this summer, the dread was there. It wasn't like the deep, deep funk dread, like, oh, my God, it's coming. But it was more the just, oh, crap. Really? I'm not ready to go back. I'm not. I, I still feel like like Mama Chicken said. I'm still processing all of last year and all the shenanigans and weird crap. And then I see the news, and the news cycle is just now kind of catching up to teachers And we're going to talk about that in a minute, but I want to check in with you guys. How are you doing? Are you feeling like, oh God, it's coming? Are you still in summer bliss? What's going on? Mama Chicken, how are you? I'm somewhere in between the two. (laughs) Um, I am really loving summer and finally paying attention to my house and my daughter and my family. And it's great, but I'm moving schools and I can't get into my new room and I'll be teaching a new grade, so there's some, you know, minor anxiety going on. Count, how are you doing? How are you feeling about midsummer? Are you getting ready to go back? Are you dreading it? Or does the back-to-school stuff just make you go to the liquor aisle quicker? What's going on? There's a scene in the movie Hitch where Kevin James's character absolutely loses his shit when he gets to a newsstand and sees his face on the front of a of a newspaper, of like a tabloid. And he just starts throwing things up in the air and he's like kicking the stand. That's how I feel about going back to school. However, this time next week, I'll be back on my campus. So that whole middle of the summer thing you said earlier brought two chocolate tears to my eyes. Oh, man. I'm sorry. Summer's about over. And it's okay. I'm not ready to go back. But my goal is to make sure that I am prepared mentally and in a pretty good place for when students come back on campus. So the school supply things at first, the first like knee jerk reaction is that they fill me with the white hot rage of thousand suns, but then I can't stop myself from looking for bargains. Um, I am here for some 50 cents. <laughs> 50 cent uh, packages of the good Crayolas. Like I will buy a whole bunch of those. So it's, it's love, hate. It, 
it fills me with anger. And then I go, ooh, gel pens, um, which I suppose is the intended effect. I am still, as Mama Chicken said, kind of processing still the trauma from last school year. I'm working on finding the positive and... And Mr. Wayne Kerr, what about you? I mean, I'll just go ahead and be honest that like last week I've had what I refer to as my first work mirror. I, I purposely, when going into the grocery store, make a route to not go anywhere near where I know the displays are going to be because it just pisses me off. While we were on vacation, um, we stopped into a Walmart up there and obviously I've never been to this Walmart. So <laughs> walk in there and there's the damn <laughs> back to school shit already. I was like, you even got me on vacation, you motherfuckers. See how it is. This article is from WFYI Indianapolis, and it's from called, it's by Levy Gaines, and the article's titled, Indiana's Teacher Shortage Has Some Schools Scrambling. Matt Shockley needs two math teachers and has zero applicants. Shockley is principal of Avon High School, located 14 miles of downtown Indianapolis. Avon students return to school at the end of this month, and if Shockley can't fill those positions, class sizes could increase, or students might be left with a long-term substitute who might not be qualified to teach the subject. This is the most challenging hiring climate I've had in my 18 years of being a principal, Shockley said. It's been very difficult. There are more than 2,300 teaching positions posted on the Indiana Department of Education's online job board as of July 7th. Additionally, there are nearly 900 open student support positions like school counselors, classroom aides, and cafeteria employees. Summer is typically a busy hiring season for schools, and it's unclear if these vacancies represent a worsening teacher shortage. But principals like Shockley's have an urgent need for teachers and support staff. Shockley says he's hired 24 teachers so far this year, a greater number than previous years due to the loss of employees through retirement, stress of the job, or other reasons. He said the COVID-19 pandemic and its effects on students and teachers have driven some educators to leave the field. I had relatively new teachers that have been in the teaching field for two or three years and just said, you know what, I can't do this. It's been way too challenging over the last couple of years with the stresses of COVID. Shockley said the combination of retirements and teachers leaving, along with a shallow candidate pool, means districts are competing with one another for teachers that are already in the field. It's been really about kind of stealing from each other and hiring from each other. That's what we've been doing this season, Shockley said. Now, just to interrupt, from what I know, schools have been doing that forever, stealing and hiring from each other. But back to the article. Indiana also lags behind its neighboring states in average teacher salary, according to data from the NEA, National Education Association. The average teacher salary for Indiana teachers was about 53000 during the 2021 school year, compared to nearly 71000 for Illinois teachers and roughly 64000 for Michigan teachers and fifty four for Kentucky teachers. Additionally, Shockley says a growing distrust of teachers and the education system as evidenced in proposal of curriculum bills and other legislation that seeks to control what can and cannot be said in the classroom has caused some to look for careers outside education. To help cope with the shortage of candidates, Shockley said the district has relied more heavily on emergency permits. Those are temporary credentials that allow people who aren't licensed to teach a certain subject. 
They're used when schools can't find a qualified teacher for the job. Emergency permit holders must have a bachelor's degree and be working towards a license in that subject area. I'm very concerned about our ability to attract and hire the best and the brightest in the field of education, Shockley said. We're just not finding those candidates right now, and I'm concerned about our ability to continue programs in areas where we might not be able to find individuals qualified to teach those areas. Lisa Soto-Kyle, director of human resources for the Penn-Harris-Madison School Corporation, sees fewer students enrolled in teacher prep programs and fewer applicants for teaching jobs compared to a decade ago. Soto-Kyle said the district, located between South Bend and Eckhart in Indiana, has been fortunate that they've been able to replace the 65 staff members who retired last year. And they've also been able to add additional positions. This year, they had 55 teachers retire. Soto Kyle said the shortage in her district is more acute for hourly employees, like teachers' aides for students who have disabilities, food service workers, custodians, and bus drivers. In total, she said they have 35 openings across all categories for support staff. She said the shortage has gotten worse in recent years, and the district has put more resources into recruiting. You can drive by our schools and see buses with banners. We are working collaborative to assist our recruiting efforts. We've got to get creative in what we're doing to get young people into the field of education. That could include recruiting students in high school and offering benefits like free tuition in exchange for several years of teaching service. Ooh, I got shit to say about that. Mick Roberts said the field also needs to look at immediate solutions, like offering financial incentives to get teachers who have left to come back. While they are concerned about the pervasiveness of emergency permits and a new law that allows for adjunct teacher permits, he said administrators need licensing flexibility to staff schools. They've got to find some people, you know, to get in these classrooms. So it's an immediate concern and a problem, and it's also a long-term problem that we have to get figured out. It's not the narrative that's the problem. It's the actual fucking situation. Yeah, it goes from the thing is they're phrasing that this is a staffing shortage. No, it's a pay problem. It's a respect problem. And And they're talking about what they need to do to make it more attractive to young people. You know, maybe pay them. Pay Pay them. Pay people sometimes. Um, The the thing about like, well, we've we've put, you know, banners on the sides of buses. I'm like, the problem isn't that people don't know you're hiring. This is not news to people. The problem is they don't want the job. So what are you doing about that? Yeah, the job sucks right now. It's not that people are not aware there's a shortage. Like, don't, don't, oh, I don't know. I feel like that's, the house is on fire and the fire alarm goes off and your solution is to take the batteries out of the smoke alarm. That's exactly how I feel. Count, it doesn't matter how much you market the position or advertise or put banners or you could have giant neon signs at every major street corner until it is a uh i mean until you compensate educators in a more respectable way you're not going to get it there are other careers that literally there are other careers where you don't have to be in front of students and cater to all their needs, which we do, and address every single little idiosyncrasy that every child has and kind of like tailor make their education with less stress and without parents supervising you. Like, no, like this isn't the easiest profession to get into and it you deserve to be compensated for it. And until that is the selling point on top of, you know, what doing what you love to do but actually like feeling 
overcompensated or until you don't feel the need to also have a part-time job on top of everything you do, then there's going to be a shortage. Like there will, this shortage will not go away anytime soon until that problem gets fixed. I got into teaching because I thought I owed a debt to a teacher that helped save me. And I've no, I've paid that debt over, but it's been a sacrifice. And this is the thing that most people don't understand is that when you go into teaching, yes, it's something that we want to do, but we understand as teachers that there is going to be a economic sacrifice. And then on top of the economic sacrifice, it's going to be a family sacrifice. And then it's going to be a mental sacrifice. And how many damn sacrifices is it that we need to take in order to be fairly compensated for it? Because I can speak from my experience that I'm going into year 20 of this career, year 20. Most people, and I'm, I'm blowing this out of my ass because I, this is an assumption. I'm assuming that most people that have been in the same career for 20,000 years, or I'm sorry, for 20 years, are probably making closer to six figures than I ever will in my lifetime. So until we start like addressing, as everybody said, that it is a compensation problem, it's also a, we need to really double down on education and understand that, okay, it's not just we need to staff, we need to find out how to staff more. In other words, instead of having just one teacher in the classroom, get two teachers in the classroom divvy up their responsibilities. Yes, I understand that divvying a responsibility with somebody else can be a pain in the ass as well, but in which case, at least you have someone who is going to back you up in most cases, and then you should be able to not have to carry all of the burden on your own every fucking day of the week. And not just every day of the week, it's after hours. They want you to do even more work off the clock that they're not going to give you time to do. They're not going to give, like, they might give you a prep period or they might try to buy you out of it. But Wayne, I really hear, and I saw Count put a message in here as well, about one of the reasons I got into teaching is because I was inspired by a teacher and they pretty much saved me from who knows where I was going to end up had I not had that one little thing that I really enjoyed. And so that was one of the reasons I wanted to teach because I wanted to be able to give that. And I feel after my 18 years, I've done that. I've made my sacrifices. And if you can't treat me respectfully or if you're going to keep crap on me because this is a position I wanted to do really out of a good nature, then screw it. I'm going to go somewhere I can make money and get treated with respect. Yes. There's no reason to keep doing it if, number one – they're paying you not well. And number two, if you're treated like crap, because there's jobs you can take where you make more and you don't have to deal with the crap. There's jobs you make where you take less or where you make less and you still don't have to deal with the level of crap you have to do teaching. And so every single teacher that leaves, I feel sad. I feel a little bad about it. But guess what? They have the right to do it. And for their own sanity, for their own families, for their own livelihood, my God, do it. Seize the opportunity because right now the people who control our paychecks are also kind, not everyone. I don't want to group it, but there's a lot of states that are making it hard to teach or want to make it hard to be a teacher. Where you go to Florida, where they can actively sue you if they feel that you are yep. talking about critical race theory in the classroom. And everyone's like, well, you shouldn't be doing that anyway. Yeah, but the thing is, what if I'm not talking about critical race theory and some third hand parent who's got too much money on lawyers? can just go blow it and decide to sue me because what they heard third hand from their kid and it's not documented anywhere is going to get me fired and sued. Why would I want to teach in that environment? 
Why would I want to cater? Right now, there was an article. I didn't bring it in because it depressed the fuck out of me. That in Florida, it's been passed because, you know, Florida is kind of winning this race to the bottom at the moment. Texas was in there. Well, Texas is still, it's still in the future. But as far as education is concerned, Florida's taking the lead on this one, where all higher education professionals need to register, not anonymously, their political stance. Which I think is a total violation of... And it's going to be because they want to make sure that, you know, it's not just all liberal teachers there. And so we can make sure that they hire the other side. What the fuck is that? And what's really sad, the people that are pushing this and making it mandatory that we have, you know, all sides representative are the exact same sides who were so pissed off about affirmative action in the 80s that you might need to hire people who aren't white. And they're pushing this agenda that is exactly what they were pissed off about because they want to make sure that their views are seen and heard. But we even had something posted. I'm sorry, I'm on my soapbox right now. But we even had something posted this week that if you're okay with having Muslim, Jewish, or Hindu students sit through a Christian prayer in public school and not okay with having a Christian student sit through Muslim, Jewish, or Hindu prayer, then it's not religious freedom. It's religious oppression. And that's kind of what I feel right now. It's not that they want other sides heard. They just really only want their side heard right now. And it's making education unbearable. Why would you want to teach in this environment? Mama Chicken, I haven't given you a chance to voice your opinion. What do you think about this article about teaching shortages? Remember when teaching used to be kind of a respected profession, that teachers were treated like professionals? I mean, I believe there was a time when that happened. And I get I get real down when I keep hearing the politicians who are supposed to be representing me saying horrible things about teachers, treat us like professionals, and maybe we'll want to stick around. I agree. And it's two-sided here because part of this was that, I don't know, let me back up a little bit. I agree. I think education used to be a respected profession, but it got painted and it got targeted. And somewhere along the line in the last 20 years, 30 years, could be even longer. It's been a long, slow thing. It began to come that if you're not making a lot of money, you're a loser. That doesn't matter if you're an artist or you're doing a craft or you're doing a respect profession, that if you're just not making the money, you're a loser and you just, you know, you aren't trying that hard. You don't care because, you know, if you did care, you would have more money and you would do other things. And it's been positioned like that. And then we had presidents themselves calling us loser teachers in their speeches because they didn't like what they were hearing. And... Yeah, no, that's going to devolve it because right now it's coming to the point where why are you still teaching if they treat you like crap? It's it's the abusive relationship thing again. Like why are you with that person if they beat you and humiliate you and take all your money? Any other profession, even in other government jobs, if there is a shortage, they raise the pay so that people will want the job. They make it competitive. And that's what the professional world does if they don't have, you know – someone to do it. That person can negotiate to get higher pay. But teachers are in a weird spot where most teachers don't know how to negotiate for pay because it's not something that's offered at the basic teacher level. Some states might, and I know admin can negotiate. There's wiggle room where they can ask for more. But generally, if you're a teacher, nope, if you've been here four years, this is how much you make. This is nine years. This is how much you would take. Rattle, rattle, rattle. Hey guys, guess what? 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 We have a Patreon <laughs> and the podcast. Oh, no. Yeah. 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 
Patreon get in. podcast. It's a podcast Patreon. That's right. You can join the Teacher Needs a Drink podcast Patreon for as little as five to ten dollars, and you get access to all kinds of bonus features. There's over almost there's probably close to a hundred at this point. Extra audio features. You can go and hear extra episodes, lost episodes, bonus content, interviews with the hosts and other people. And there's also this amazing Facebook group that we have where you can meet other like-minded people. You have to be a member of the Patreon to join the Facebook group. And we also get to do fun things like movie watch parties. We used to play Among Us, but we're kind of over that at this point. Maybe again during the summer. But there's all kinds of stuff. So join us and do it now! Woo! Yay! So, my friends, would you rather never shower again or belch really loudly every time you pass through a doorway? Both are infinite and going on forever. They're a little more equally matched. So, my friends, what are your answers? I like to belch. I enjoy it. I will happily do that. I'll be belching. I'll I'll be belching daily. Yeah. Sorry. I got a shower. (laughs) Did you say belching beaver? Yeah, it's a great. They make a great peanut butter. Wow! (laughs) (laughs) All right, it's based out in California. For real, it's it's legit. Wayne, are you going to burp or never shower? I am definitely going to belch. I will sound my barbaric belch through every doorway. You know, if we still had to wear masks all the time, the belching might might get to me if I I had to belch into a mask. (laughs) constantly because i mean i experienced just being a man with a beard oh yeah i i went to like no i went to a crawfish party and like i ate a bunch of crawfish like you do and i put my mask on and then oh god crawfish beard mask no i I can't do that and then burp every that you know i could probably just start eating clean and never shower again or you know i could just take baths and be like bunny bunny what do you think Oh, you got my loophole. I was going to say that it's like anything baths. I would just finish taking baths. All right, friends. Thanks for joining us for another episode of Teacher Needs a Drink podcast. I'd like to thank my hosts who are here with me today. First, Ms. Buddy O'Hare. It was a pleasure as always. And then Count, I'm so glad you were here. If you can't remember my name, just say chocolate. I'll turn around. Glad I was able to make it. This is great. I'm glad you're here, too. Mama Chicken, thanks for reaching out. I'm glad you're here today as well. Oh, thanks. Y'all have a great week. And last but not least, I'd like to thank Wayne Kerr. Thank you. It was wonderful to be back. All right, my friends, please take care of yourselves out there. Enjoy these, hopefully, last few weeks or last few months of summer. I love all of you. Deep breaths, deep drinks. Woo! Cheers! All right, my friends, thank you for joining us for another episode of Teacher Needs a Drink Podcast. Teacher Needs a Drink Podcast comes out every Wednesday and is proudly sponsored by Lud Lamb Dramatics. If you're a theater teacher and you need a poster or something for your classroom, go to ludlamdramatics.com. They love us, so we love them. Also, please, please, if you have something you'd like to share with us, go ahead and shoot us a message to the contact page of our website, teacherneedsdrinkpodcast.com. Last but not least, thank you to all of our patrons out there. If you love the podcast, 
podcast, have already listened to everything and want to hear more, go join the Patreon. For as little as 5 to $10 a month, you can join and get access to almost 100 different special exclusive audio recordings that are only available on the Patreon. We also have an amazing Facebook group as well as lots and lots and lots and lots and lots and lots and lots of fun things. So my friends, everyone out there, please take care of yourselves. Deep breaths, deep drinks, all the good stuff. Enjoy summer and space panties. All right, friends. Have a great day. Kisses. Kisses.